When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have woken up Laura very early today to record this well, when not she very came early. online. Oh no, when you came online, I was like, "Is that who is that man that's just on the phone? like, oh my god, Hello. why? Because I look like one? No, because your voice was so deep. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, sorry about the look. No, it wasn't the look; it was the voice. It's that very much like I've just woken up. Well, I mean, all round, I think the look isn't great either, mate. <laughs> Whereas I've been up since bloody six o'clock, and I. Yeah. And oh my god, Vic, how exciting! I we see each other tomorrow. I know. In real life. In real life, I I keep forgetting it's happening, and then going, oh my god, it's Tuesday tomorrow, and I'm going to see Laura. You know what? I have not been to London for work since before COVID, and because last year was such a shit show for me. Yeah. Obviously, I just didn't do any work related like stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to, you know, do some of the usual shit. Yeah. Having a car coming and collecting me from the train station. Oh, yeah. But I'm so fucking anxious about that. I'm like, oh my God, how do I know it's the car? What if they're like an axe murderer and I get into the wrong car? And that's that is so, so stressful. Posh. You've got a car collecting you. Yeah. I don't know. Where, where will you find the car? Who knows? Know. Mate, exactly. Imagine my anxiety around that. I really hope there's a little person standing outside with your name board. on it. Yeah, holding a board. And it'll be like really badly spelt. Really badly spelt like Dora Delbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so funny. I know. And then we're going to, yeah, and then we're going to Borough Market. <laughs> Which is where I'm coming to meet you. Yeah. I'm just going to live there. I might not even come borrow, home. Borrow, borrow, borrow it up. Like two borough market slags. Borrow into that borough. Hey, look, I might spend six pounds on a bunch of asparagus while I'm there. Uh, mate, I am buying, I'm buying, I'm going fucking mental when I'm there. <laughs> I've not been there in two years. I can't fucking wait. Oh, it's so exciting. Oh God, I, I just love it there. The food is so nice as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh God. That was our, that was our first official meeting. It was, wasn't it? That was the first time we met. I remember we couldn't find each other because you went. I was at the. To some I don't mad know where platform. the fuck I was. Yeah, I was like, "Where are you, Vic?" <laughs> no, I see no ginger people. <laughs> and then I found you. Oh god. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I will have lunch. But yeah. this is me, mate. Don't worry. Okay. I'll be able to, I'll be able to fit in another one. Tea because because we've both arranged childcare as well. After yeah. well, like I mean, childcare isn't. Steve's picking up your kids and Rob's picking up my kids. So it's not really yeah. childcare, is it? Childcare, no. The, pe- the men are just parenting. Yeah, basically. But we, it means that we have no like cutoff point of when we no. have to end it, which is no lovely. prior engagements, man. No prior engagements. So we, we could technically have like an early dinner and then oh you my could God. go to train afterwards. How exciting. 
it's going on. The, and you know, as well, I thought as well, or how exciting is that? We can put it our uh, dinner on the no holes barred credit card as oh. a business expense. <laughs> It's a business oh meeting. God. I'm going to fucking town. Yeah, look, like, oh, how much I eat. Oh, yeah. this is so exciting. Didn't even think about that. I know. I thought about the other night. How, like, in my you know insomnia, fucking two a.m. stupor. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, we can put the meal on the no house rack. Well, I can't. <laughs> so excited by it. That is very exciting. <laughs> so yeah, the no hold barred bitches, and we might even have a conversation about at all. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? We can, we, the thing is, Vic and I are not very structured when we're together. <laughs> no. Like we always say to ourselves when we come on the podcast, every time we go, right, okay, we've got to start recording by this point. Yeah. And then somehow 45 minutes rolls around. It's like, <laughs> shit, we've not done anything. Right, let's hit record. <laughs> right. So well, let's just get straight into it then, shall we? Have you got a headline for what's us? The, what's the fucking earth? It's the only thing I prep about, mate. This is a bit of a funny one. A bit of a funny one is in ha ha funny or a bit weird. Well, we're open to either, really, aren't we? Is, I'm going to definitely say it. It sort of leans in towards the weird. Okay, <laughs> good, good. And the headline will give it away. All right. Fireball space aliens bummed me behind farm foods. <laughs> oh. My- Find farm foods of all places. It's kind of where all the aliens like to congregate, isn't it? Yeah. She didn't get bummed by some guy. She got bummed by an alien. So uh, a fireball from space that lit up the sky across the east of Scotland last week brought terror north of the border. I don't remember seeing that in the headlines. Do you? No. There is a picture. There is a picture of this large bright light. Mm. Is it not just a shooting star, but a really big one? Well, no, this is this is... Big. A ball, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's fucking big. It's close to the earth as well. Oh my god, that is actually really scary. I know. I mean, I don't know when this was. Hilariously, it also says "ET Bone Home." <laughs> yeah, I like that. Brilliant. <laughs> a fireball from space that lit. Oh, I've already read that bit. Fucking hell, or you dickhead. Uh, but kill, kill, Calandy. How do you say that? Kirk Caldy. Kirk Caldy. Uh, yeah. Somewhere in Scotland. Housewife Gwen. The meteor bought more than just heavenly wonder. It bought two randy space aliens that treated her to an out-of-this-world taboo sex. Gwen, 35, was returning from a quiet early Monday morning, Monday morning, Monday drink with friends and temporarily lost her way. I bet she fucking did. Ending up in a car park behind the local branch of Bargain Frozen Food Store, Farm Foods. (laughs) She said, I saw this huge flash in the sky and I thought, oh, next thing I know, there's two space aliens coming up from behind me and went, all right, Glenn, Glenn, all right, Gwen, (laughs) Glenn, Glenn, (laughs) all right, Gwen, do you fancy a twos up? What on earth? This woman is off her face on drugs. What has happened here is that she's walked into a dogging situation. (laughs) I work, mate, she's up for it. Hey, instead of ferverts, fur, what's that what they were called? Yeah. These Fervets. are um, alien Verts. does. Alien does? <laughs> that's like pedos. <laughs> alien does. <laughs> I was like, what's the dough, a deer? What's the dough? Alien verts. Were they wearing absolutely nothing but hiking boots and socks? That's what we need to know. <laughs> because if so, And were they aliens taking human form or did they look like aliens? I don't know. She said, I think. So she said, I think. That's a giveaway. There we go. (laughs) 
I'm just going to leave that one there. <laughs> <laughs> These must be space aliens that have come down from their UFO. They were wearing Cowden Beth right. tops. Maybe that's a Scottish thing. Yeah, maybe. The blending with the humans. <laughs> Fucking hell. You know, but these are definitely space aliens. How else would they know my name? Oh my God. All right. Let's, let's just, just, okay, let's just break this down. Gwen. Um, I'm going to take a guess that this is a small town, right? Where everybody probably knows everybody else. They've seen her in the past. Gwen has had a lovely time. Knocking back she the a picture of her. Yeah. Stood in a green bra <laughs> and she does not look all right. <laughs> Well, no, because she's been bummed by two aliens who are yeah. actually just two local fellas who saw yeah. in the pub before. Uh, yeah. They were like, Gwen, two Gwen, way. two way. Gwen. Oh my God. You look like humans. You must be from a spaceship. <laughs> Bum me now. What <laughs> the fuck? Uh, so, yeah, it goes on to continue with her um, rambling quotes. Oh, she was married. She's married as well. When I got home, my husband Tam said, Oh, Gwen, you're all covered in spunk. Oh my God. I says to him, it's space aliens. They bumped me. They bumped me. It's ectoplasm. (laughs) And then I tell him the whole story and he's like, we've got to tell the papers. (laughs) Not the police. I love how how she managed to get away with that, though. I didn't have an affair. Do you know what? If I have an affair, that's what I'm going to say to Rob. I'm going to be like, "Uh, Rob, I'm covered in in alien ectoplasm. Mate, I don't don't know how to fucking tell you this. Planet cyborg. And they've done me up the bum. Uh, Ectoplasm, I'm pretty sure, is a ghost thing. No, it's well, it's connected to ghosts, but it's just a mysterious substance that appears from nowhere. Oh, my God, I love how you know that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like now... I've been given the green light to have an affair. Yeah, me too, with an alien. Yeah, well, yeah, I can just sleep with anyone. But they, it has and to I'll be in, a, in a, you know, a car park. It has been a car park. Otherwise, that I stumbled into. You've got to see a down. meteorite if it, before it happens. Otherwise, it's not valid. Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, we still don't know what Cowden Beth. Cowden Beth. I think it's a label. Top? It must be a label, right? Yeah, I don't know about the, these the things. The writing is a little bit um, pixelated, so it's quite hard to read. But from what I could gather, that was that is the uh, <laughs> lingo for Kick Clandy. Those two, those two fellas that have had that threesome with that woman. They've had two up. Oh, bloody laughing! They are laughing, aren't they? Yeah, they're like fucking hell, mate. She Gwen fell for she it. She was spit roasted by a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna maybe say that she is slightly um compromised. I think maybe she had more than just one drink that Monday evening. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say, yeah. What would you do? Like, what would you do if you saw a space alien? Let's just let's throw that out there now. Uh oh god, you'd be awful, you'd freeze, you'd be bummed. <laughs> I'd be immediate, immediately bummed. Immediately bummed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I don't. There must be a life out there, surely, in another... I think there is. Another galaxy. But I don't believe they come to England to bum people. No, not specifically. Maybe it happens by accident, but I don't think they're like, hey, should we go to Earth and bum some humans? Sounds fun. Do you think they look like us or do you think they have antennas and weird stuff like that? Why do we always think that about aliens? Why do we always think that they're going to look like totally different? Because we can't... I think it's scarier to think that there's an alternate universe... That looks, that just, looks like just like us. That's kind of creepy. Oh God, imagine. Do you know what I mean? Maybe we exist yeah. in another dimension, Laura. 
where we aren't Absolutely. like we are, but we look the same, but we're totally, we're like the opposite of who. <laughs> and why is it they're always more intelligent than us as well? It kind of pisses me off. I mean, that woman did, did say, I says. All right, I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah, all right. With the exception of her, but like the fact that these, these aliens always have weird spaceships. Why don't those have a fucking plane? Yeah, I don't know. Because they've got to travel through. We haven't worked out how to travel past our... Um, atmosphere other than obviously going to space but would you, but can you imagine traveling going no fuck it I'm just going to get on an aircraft and I'm just going to travel to something that's not even remotely in our atmosphere fuck that no I know I couldn't I mean I have absolutely no interest I wouldn't be able to go into a fucking MRI machine without having a no I know attack. mate I, yeah I've got no interest in in space travel at all no, I would never want to do like, that. Or you could go to Mars, or I could stay here yeah. until it explodes because we've completely fucking annihilated <laughs> our planet, <laughs> which is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's think about that, and then I'll have another panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean by the MRI. I'm so terrified of ever needing one. I'm sure I will at some point in my life, but God, just the thought of it gives me proper anxiety. The only thing about it that gives me happiness is the fact that I would have a full once over. And I love the idea of that because that really kind of just sort of humbles, not humbles, it like bunkers down into my um, really bad health anxiety. What, you mean like a, a health check that just to check every single yeah. part of you, right? Okay. Yeah, because my health anxiety is bad at the moment. Uh, all right, let me, let's do a story, shall we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny that, Vic, that whole... Podcast where we actually, you know, have stories and we read them out. We got I those, haven't we? That bit. We bloody got those. Uh, <laughs> I love it got when you so like many that. agony aunts. We we're bloody got loads. We bloody got loads. We have. Oh, I've got a voice note. George, oh, yes. To voice Go note? on, let's do that. It then. does say, um, um, "Sorry, that's a bit of a ramble." That's okay. Okay, we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hi, ladies. Um, I have a. Truly unbelievable story. Love Although it. It is 100% true. This has been a legend in my family for 20 years. It's absolutely 100% true. Get ready for this. It's fucking awful. Oh, no. <laughs> um, for context, the guy who's this story is about is called... He is about 75 years old. He's a farmer. And his wife died <gasps> years ago. And his whole life has basically just gone to pot. You can't see through the windows. They're completely green. His racing pigeons live in his bedroom. Basically, one day, he was on the phone to my dad, and he said, Hi, Gareth, who is my dad. Some twat broke into the farm yesterday. Thankfully, he didn't find anything to pinch, but I had a stew on the agar, and the bastard uh, took a shit in my stew. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a a man broke into the farmhouse. Oh, God. Obviously didn't have anything to pin. This burglar took a shit in his stew and my dad was like, oh my God, um, oh my God, are you okay sort of thing? And he was like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. Do you know, I had to throw half that stew away. Oh. <laughs> he ate the bloody stew. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's my parrot laughing. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Oh my God, shit stew. my parrot oh, laughing. <laughs> Absolutely no oh my fucking God. chance. That is such a weird thing that that like burglars do, though, isn't it? They piss and shit in the house. Yeah, burglars can be really fucked up. I mean, the fact that they're even robbing from you is it's a pretty low it's, point to start from, isn't it? Isn't it? 
Yeah. So like when my my parents unfortunately have been burgled four times. I mean that's shit That's luck, loads, isn't it? yeah. Yeah, but on one occasion, they actually, the glass that they broke into, they he took a shard of it and he hid it in my mum's pants. Really? Oh, yeah, that's horrible, isn't weirdo. it? Yeah, yeah, that's really dark. That's, yeah, it is dark, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he doesn't like they women, like, oh, that one. No, well, no, we could really go like psychoanalyzing <laughs> that shit, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah. And you know, the thing that really fucked me off is everybody had it was just fucking ransacked right my my sister's jewelry you know they obviously put glass in my mum's underwear like it was fucking horrific and the police officer came around and I'm a lot younger yeah but I always wanted to be taken seriously in the family and the police officer was like right okay I need detail of all the things that have been stolen and they were going around the family and I went my Kylie Minogue tape (laughs) now mate I was I, I should be so lucky. My <laughs> sister went fucking mental. She went, Laura, fuck off about your fucking Kylie Minogue tape. I've lost all of my jewellery and all you give a shit about is your Kylie Minogue tape. I was like, Emma, they've taken it. It's out of my Walkman. It's not in there anymore. Well, they eventually caught this motherfucker and we went to the police station and guess what? Oh, oh no way. Actually, it was Kylie Minogue What's so weird is that they took it out of the Walkman and left the Walkman. Surely that's got more value. He left glass in my mum's pants. Like, I don't think he was all right. No. But it was was just hilarious. So lucky, 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 lucky. lucky, We had had the opposite when um, our car got broken into when we were like on a country walk somewhere on holiday. And um, we got back to the car and the window, we smashed and everything. And uh, my brother used to love ABBA so much. He was <laughs> completely and utterly obsessed. And they'd stolen his Walkman, but they'd taken the ABBA tape out and left it on the seat as a kind of like, I'm not fucking stealing that you. shit. <laughs> we're desperate. We're not that desperate. <laughs> oh, God. Well, oh, I certainly wouldn't have eaten the shit, Stu. No, yeah, back to it. No, I had uh, an ex-boyfriend whose granddad was like that. He was just, you know, I think he was he's such an he was such an old codger, and he would still he'd just pick off the green bits off the ham and eat it. Oh, like God. not eat the green bits, but get rid of them and then eat the rest of the ham. It's like, yeah, but oh, you Lord. know what? People like that have the best immune I know. system. No, I think he lived till it was about ninety-five. There you go, and I bet he was living his life as well. And he had he had cans in his pantry that predated expiry dates because they'd been there for so long, and he would have definitely have opened them and eaten them. Oh, good god! Oh, no. <laughs> it's just you know it's a it's a very problematic situation, isn't oh, it? Oh, I hated staying there. It used to terrify me. It was this really really old house that just creaked like a cunt, and in the night I'd never slept because I just thought that I was going to be murdered by. Some sort of medieval child ghost. I can handle it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cope with that. No, so terrifying. Um, Shall we have another little story? Story, yeah, and I think definitely an agony arm because they are pouring in at the moment. They are. We've got a lot of slags in need. I think that should be the name of this week's podcast: Slags in Need. Slags in Need. Hey, Vic. Hey, Laura. You know how much we love to talk about sex? Oh, I do indeed. Well, let me tell you about Cheeks. It's a subscription-based sexual wellness platform that offers authentic adult films and tutorials, erotic audio stories, expert-led live workshops on sexual wellness, 
and a taboo-breaking magazine. Laura, my bean is tingling in anticipation. That sounds like something all us horny girls need to achieve a better sexual life. Am I right? Absolutely. And you know what, Vic? One of my favourite features is the real and authentic sex depicted. None of that, I've come to fix your boiler. Absolutely not. It's a female-friendly porn site that, unlike mainstream porn, doesn't give you the ick. And with our code, no holes, you can access Cheeks for free for 14 days when you select the annual subscription option. Go to getcheeks.com. That's G-E-T-C-H-E-E-X.com. Or click on the link in the episode description and use the code no holes to access the promo. Happy bean flicking. This is a little story. So we'll have a little story and then we can have a quick agony on. So here we go. So I traveled from Stockport to Cork after six months of speaking to a guy off Tinder. Um, yeah, that's uh, brave, isn't it? That's ter- that's terrifying. See, now that to me sounds like me traveling to London tomorrow and getting in the wrong car. <laughs> you know, we used to FaceTime sexy videos, but also talk really deep. So I thought I knew him. He was a tall, dark doctor. And on the web, he was hot. Honestly, I thought oh, he God. was the one. I eventually went to stay with him for the weekend. When I arrived at the house, it was so weird. He explained he had no telly because he thinks it's bad for the brain, but he would sing to me instead to break the ice. Oh, good God. God, no. That's why this man is single. Immediately you'd be like, I haven't made the wrong decision. Uh, Yeah, that would be, like, I'm very quick. If I'm given the ick. Yeah. I'm, I'm given the ear. Yeah, that's it. And that was very hard to come back from it immediately. I instantly asked for a gin tea or a pint of wine because I felt as awkward as fuck. I was miles away from home, but I just had to get on with it. After about 10 minutes, he pulled out a guitar. Oh, oh God. No. And st- is, it, is this Rob? <laughs> I was about to say, that sounds a lot like Rob. And <laughs> <laughs> started singing Starry Eyes by Ellie Golding. Oh, I don't Jesus. even know what that song is, but I, I don't think I'm going to like it. I'm not an Ellie Golding no. fan. Awful voice and terrible string skills. At the end of each chorus, he would whisper, you're beautiful. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, this no. Is so this is awful. This went on for about 10 minutes, but felt like a lifetime. After a few large drinks, I felt a bit horny. And at the end of the day, I was there for sex with a hot doctor I'd met on the internet. So I thought, right, time to put some sexy underwear on. I wanted a shower, so I asked if he fancied one with me. Worst decision. We had a little smooch and his bottom lip did all the work, but his top lip didn't move. <laughs> Weirdest dick ever Like a horse Like going Like that That's what it would be like I'm trying to figure out How do you (laughs) use the bottom lip And not the top lip Surely they're multifunctional Like they work together I know They're in conjunction I don't understand We headed to the shower And he asked me To smother him With body wash And use his body hair To get the bubbles going Oh Oh my god Oh my god how is he, how is she, how is she still there? And then he put the bubbles up my fanny. Oh my God, I still did it. Lol. After an awkward, hairy, bubbly shower, we stepped out onto a very smelly bath mat and we headed for the bathroom. No foreplay, just rammed the semi in in the hope it would grow. Grunts began, next sweat beads rolled from him onto my face and all I can describe the sex as is a dying seal and will and will from the in-betweeners. It was the worst sex of my life. When he came, he shouted, 
Felit Romat. He's great, this guy, I think. Wow. I don't even, what does that mean? We need to, we need to research what that means. I don't even know how to spell that. I ended up pretending I had to go home for a dying relative. Ah! You so oh my would. God. You so would do that. Booking a flight home and a, a day early and not even seeing any of Ireland. He called me a week later asking me if I would move to Ireland to be with him. I told him, sorry, oh. no, I'd rather suck off a horse than help him again. Oh my God. <laughs> this poor guy. How do we know that he's even a doctor? He could yeah, have just I bet that been was like, a lie. Yeah, he doesn't sound like a doctor to me. A doctor of what? Being a weirdo. bullshit. He's a doctor of bullshit. <laughs> With a bullshit doctor. Would you be suspicious of someone that doesn't own a TV? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I feel like that's a, a huge part of my identity is watching TV. <laughs> but it's not even that to me. It's like if somebody was to turn around to me and say, I don't have a TV because of the fact that it's going to affect my brainwaves or whatever, I'd be like, so you don't have a phone then? Yeah. You don't have a laptop? Well, you must have all of those things because you fucking FaceTimed and that. Or is he saying like the, just watching TV because it's so... It's so like passive, isn't it? Watching TV, you're not involved in it in any way. That that it is literally just you don't have to think, do you? But that's why I like TV. Yeah, that's the whole point of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to think. When you're a doctor, supposedly, yeah. When you're a doctor, surely that's exactly what you need. Is to I don't know. Are there any? Is there anybody that listens to this podcast that doesn't own a TV? Can you please, please get in contact with us? I do. I've got a friend who is probably the smartest woman that I've ever met. She's so intelligent. Stop talking about me like that. <laughs> she, her mum, because there is like a whole school of education, um, like Montessori kind of vibes, that TV is a big no for children um, right. because it affects their development. Cause like Because it is passive. But yeah, fuck that. I mean, I, I yeah. totally agree with that, but I don't weigh into it. I'm really pleased. <laughs> I'm really pleased for any parent that doesn't allow their children to watch TV. Again, it's a part of my identity and part of my parenting. Yeah, my children are currently in uh, a bedroom because obviously we've still got building work going on, in a bedroom with Steve and they will all have technology in front of their faces. <laughs> And I don't give a shit about that. They're being quiet. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. holiday Monday. We can only ask for so much. But I really do think that she's as smart as she is because she didn't have any TV as a kid. Well, I'm I'm not hoping for that much for my children. But it's not it's not enough an incentive for me to get rid of mine. I'm afraid. No, I'm happy for my kids to just be a bit stupid. I mean, you know what? And watch Shelley. Unfortunately, Edie's not even into that. She's not into TV. She's not bothered. She likes a little episode of Bing. But one of those and she's over it. Whereas Oliver will sit there and watch like four films back to back if you let him. It's just, yeah. But sometimes I'm like, Edie, are you sure you don't want to watch TV? I really need yeah. to do something where you're not trying to climb back inside my vagina. Please watch some TV. Yeah. She's like, no, I want to play with you. I love you so I love much. You so much. Uh, right. Let's have a little agony aunt then, shall we? Go on. Fire away. Hit me with it. <gasps> oh, oh, we've got a little... Um, Tidy up. Oh, oh okay. Bloody love, tidy up. Remember the lady that e- that messaged about um, friendship groups and feeling really lonely and not having any friends? 
Yes. And then the pe- and then the it was the one where the, she'd gone out for lunch and the other group were there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Lady, she has come back to us. Yeah. She said, Hello, lovely ladies. Firstly, I'd like to say a huge thank you for all your help and advice on my situation. I'm pleased to say that I've taken the first step to getting out of my comfort zone and I'm going out for a meal and bowling with a group of other women in a few weeks' time. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Taken a lot of courage to do so, but your advice and the advice from all the other fab listeners really helped me to gain that confidence in taking the first step. I'm hoping it all goes well, but I'm not going to put any pressure on myself and I'm just going to go out, be myself and enjoy myself. Thank you again for all your help and advice. Lots of love. Oh, that's absolutely fucking amazing. Don't take a leaf out of my book and get so drunk that you end up calling someone in the group of cunts and <laughs> wake up with the worst anxiety and never get invited out again. <laughs> Just a little note to self there. I would like to say that isn't based on real life events, but unfortunately it is. It is. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Anybody that's offended by that, I think that's a whittling process of realising they're not for you. Anymore. Yeah, I know. Exactly. You exactly. Know. If you can't take me calling you a massive cunt to your face, we can't be yeah. friends. If you can't take me at my worst, <laughs> you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> um, okay, so... Oh, that's really cool. Do you want to find a little agony, aren't then? Yeah, I can do. I wasn't sure if you wanted to, uh, but I... Uh, well, I've just done a story and a tidy up an eye, so you can read one of those. Right. Um, P.S. How overdressed am I today? It's my, uh, I'm going to barbecue later and uh, for a birthday party. With the fam. With the fam, with the fam. Uh, It's my sister's boyfriend's birthday today. Um, So we're doing a little surprise birthday for him in a pub in East London. But we're going to take the kids to the farm before we go. So I've literally got like a full blown. You're a bit much. I know, but the farm's next door to the pub and it's lovely. It's just a little city farm. We go there all the time. It's really nice. But I'm so overdressed to go to a farm. I'm going to look like a complete cunt. Are you going to wear? Yeah. Are you going to wear wellies? You'll be so London. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've got I've got an agony on. Dear my favourite slags, I absolutely love you too, and wish you were my personal best friends. Oh, thanks, babe. I need some advice. Please give funny and honest thoughts. Oh, okay. She wants oh, funny well, and honest. That's all. Well, that's giving us uh, <laughs> a free opportunity to say completely. bad take the piss. <laughs> so my husband dropped a bomb the other day by saying that he's ready to have a baby. Well, I'm nearly 40 and he's mid 60s. Wow. Although we are very young and fit 60, although he's a very fit and young 60-ish old year old, we decided to not have children years ago. So that was that. Now he's told me that I'm absolutely thrown. I'm currently having my teeth straightened and I, uh, because I wanted good teeth for my 40th, uh, not to have a baby. We've also been planning his retirement and possibly moving abroad to the sun and relaxing. On a serious note, I have no network to rely on, no family. Most of my friends are either out of the other side of their children, children now older or they just don't have any. So what are your thoughts, please? My head is absolutely scrambled. Please, can you tell me what the good things are about being oh a God, parent? this is the wrong, wrong podcast Wrong people to fucking ask. <laughs> As all I can think of are the bad things, plus any funnies. Also, don't they destroy your body? I have a bad back, and the thought of lugging around a baby fills me with even more fear about the pain that I'm already in. It's not agony, but it's persistent. I said... That if I was to have one baby, I would like to have two so that they could play together. But he said he just wants one. Plus, if we, when we die, 
they will have each other. Do you have any really fun social circles with other mums or are they cunts? <laughs> I can't be asked with cunty kids and I can't be asked with cunty mums the rest of my life. I've got plans for when he dies. Fucking yeah, hell. Like, like I'm going to go and do all the things I should have done in my early years. And I'm wondering if cunty children will stop all of that. Thanks so much for reading this, even if it's not broadcasted. I think it feels better to just get it out. P.S. What if my kid turns out to be a massive cunt and it's ruined my cunt? Love you, Slag. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, what a that's mate, all, that is that a lot. fucking hell. Yeah. I want to see her fit 60-year-old husband. I'm going to say, just from her writing that, I don't think she wants kids. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. So I'm going to say that you need to honour that, mate, because mm-hmm. if you go into motherhood, even with that, Sort of inkling of like I don't even want to do this You already feel resentful It is so It is the hardest job In the world Yeah And don't get me wrong It's fucking lush We've done it twice Cannot tell you How much I love my children Because there's nothing I mean I love Steve with all of my heart I do not love him as much as I love my kids There is a, a a primal feeling Of feeling protective uh, And all of those things And I adore them but yeah. that said, <laughs> fuck my fucking life. Like the reality of just the responsibility. And the early days, yeah. the early days of, are they're fucking so grim. brutal. And they do, it does they're all grim. take a massive toll on your your body in the in the morning. In the morning. Fucking hell, listen to me. That's an example right there. My brain is mush. In the first part of like pregnancy is hard, especially as you get mm. older. It, it does get harder. Yeah. Even I saw a huge difference in how I coped physically and mentally with the pregnancy between Oliver and Edith, because I was 34 with him and I was 36 with her. So it's not even a huge difference in years, is it? But I really, really felt that. Now I look back, I was so fucking young when I had uh, Elliot and I'm pleased I did because there's like this kind of divide. Some people will say, I wanted to have my children young so that they grew up and then I had the rest of my life. And then there are other people that will say, I didn't want to have my children young. I wanted to have them when I was older so that I could be reckless and be fun and do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. And then also it's sometimes it's not even a choice. It wasn't a choice for me mm. because I wasn't with yeah. someone when I was no. in my twenties to be able to have a child. And maybe, and maybe I, maybe I would have, if I had been mm. in the right relationship, I probably would have had them a hell of a lot younger. And as yeah. I approached my thirties and I still wasn't with someone that I could have children with. I mean, I could have done, but it would have been a hideous mistake. <laughs> yes. um, I did feel that real panic and pressure of like, fucking hell, I need to meet someone soon because I really want to yeah. do this ne- like now because I did feel yeah. like I was running out of time. And that is a pressure that society puts on us anyway, isn't it? Of like, yes, especially as a woman, not from a man's point of view, but from a, from a female's point of view. Even though their, their fertility is affected just as much as ours as they get older. Yeah. It's just not something that's yeah. so publicly kind of sh- shouted about. Yeah. And they also don't go through the change. No. So they don't physically have a time limit of when they stop producing semen. Whereas obviously for us, once yeah. we've gone through the change, it's a lot more difficult. I think the bottom line is, is really fucking hard. It's 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 going to be having kids is harder than you can ever prepare yourself for because there's so many elements to it that you just have no idea that it's going to be that way at mm. all. And also, if you're planning a retirement, I mean, forget about freedom. You won't have freedom anymore. You once you Especially have children, you don't have a network. You have no freedom. 
And no, at the end of like the day, going out on dates, yeah. the spontaneousness of going on holiday. Although no, we can't fun. say we can't say that because no. I know there are lots of people that will just travel the world with their kids and that and they, you know, yeah, they don't have a fucking telly, no, <laughs> in their caravan or whatever it is they fucking go to. <sighs> I just think it's like it's, it's a, so it's subjective, big... though, isn't it? It's like your experience of it is uh, and is different to ours, but we we have kind of you know I think you're you're probably more likely to be like I love my kids to the end of the earth than me I think you like motherhood more than I do I think I like motherhood more because of how like I live with permanent guilt regarding the boys and obviously that's something I'm you know it absolutely fucking breaks my heart because of the Hurt, early days it physically hurts yeah, yeah. Fi- like when I talk about it it physically hurts me well, that's not to say that I don't love my kids because obviously I do they again for me as well like I love them more than any humans that I've ever encountered in my life I love them more than I love Rob and that will yeah. never ever go away but I do feel a little bit like had I mother was such a slap in the face for me and it it, no, it, has, and it doesn't get any easier no. you know, not to be all like doom and gloom I think it just changes and the yeah. challenges change yeah I think the phases like those early, those initial phases of the early days yeah. are to me they were you might have a different experience like the fact that you got to breastfeed Edith mm. like I have such I know you have a totally different perspective of it but as someone that didn't breastfeed her children I still struggle with that yeah because it's still it remind it's not necessarily because of the guilt the fact that I didn't give them the best because I don't I don't have that thought process, but it reminds me of the lack of bond that I had with my boys. I mean, I get that too, mate, because I couldn't do it with Oliver, so I totally relate to that, and I know mm. exactly what you're talking about. It's horrible. And I felt like that about the bond. It wasn't about giving the breast milk was the best thing. It was more that like, no, I couldn't have that bond, and that still does hurt me yeah. that I had that I had it with Edith, but I didn't have it with Oliver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though breastfeeding for me was a massive fucking challenge, like with her too, especially psychologically, more than anything else. But yeah, I think it's just it's you can't go into you can't go into parenthood lightly. No, you can't. No, and I I think I did with Elliot. I had really rose tinted glasses on. Yeah, I, I did. I went I went into it so naively, mate. I thought I really mm. thought, oh yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be it. That's gonna be my calling, and I give yeah. myself up for my entire life to be a mum. And then when it's happened, it, I, it's so it's different so to what I thought it was gonna be. There's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of amazing stuff too. Mm. And I love them every day and they make me laugh. Every day they make me laugh. And, you know, they've taught me loads of stuff about myself. But one of the things I struggle with is that, like, there's, it's just forever. It's like, I will yeah. always, <laughs> forever yeah. be responsible yeah. for these people. Yeah, even when they're, even they're, when they're adults, I'm still going to have the same worries, you know? Like, yeah. no, not the same worries, but I still worry about them and feel responsible. They'll be different. Like you said, like you literally just said, you know, it doesn't get easier. No. It's just, it changes. Yeah. And like, I remember when both the boys were tiny babies. I was like, I cannot fucking wait for them to be 10 years from now when they don't need me as much yeah. because like the, the, the requirement of me was too much. And I fucking hated it. And yet now the worry that I have of my child being 11 is horrific because yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. He's going to secondary school and all that stuff. And, and it's horrible. Yeah. It just changes, doesn't it? But like, if you are going into this and you don't, you are worrying about so many different things and you're thinking about retirement and you're thinking about moving to the other ends of the earth, 
it's not necessarily about the practicality of that because you see loads of people do it, that do. Yeah. I mean, you and I have obviously been very fucking... No, because I'm like, you must be a bad at half past seven and we're all about <laughs> routine and consistency. So for me, like, yeah. I ain't living that free and easy life with kids. No, no, but there's lots of people that yeah, do that live that free yeah. and easy life and it, like, they and fucking it works love for them, it. Yeah. And it could work for you. You could go into retirement and be like, oh my God, this kid has given us a new lease of life. Yeah. But I don't hear her wanting it. No. I hear her wanting it to keep her husband yeah, happy. Yeah, that's the bottom line. I think so too. So I think we went around that in quite a roundabout way. Oh, no. It's a really tricky one. She, she wanted funny stories. And I don't oh, think we uh, shared funny one. stories. Um, my vagina looks like a Picasso painting. <laughs> Mine looks like a punch lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I would say though about that physically, I mean, yeah, my, my body's like, you know, it's never going to go back to what it was pre-kids. But I don't think my vagina has changed that much, really. I've got like a little bit of extra labia where I have my stitches. There's a funny little like thing in it that was never there before. But other than that, I don't think mine's really changed that much. If you do your pelvic floor, there's nothing to say it will be. You can't just get it back to your pre-baby. Um, and there's lots of women also that have babies and their bodies bounce yeah, right back. Yeah, completely. It's all, it's all genetics and lifestyle. To me, I've almost found it quite, yeah, it's quite liberating to uh, not give as much of a fuck about the, the, about the physical look. Yeah. The pressure of looking like a fucking supermodel. It's gone. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't have to look like that. And well, she asked about friendships as well. Like, yeah, I, I've... Yeah, you're going to meet cunty mums. Yeah, 100%. But then you meet cunty people all the time. Anyway, in the workplace or yeah. like, you know, in the your social circle, like you can't avoid cunts. No. And equally, you could meet life. like someone that ends up being a best friend for life. Like I've definitely met one of those through, yeah, through parenting. Yeah, I've got you know? that I've met through, like one friend who I still have that I met when Elliot was a baby. Yeah. And they're, uh, the boys are friends and we're friends. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely, I just think it's like anything. You have the whittling process. You'll initially pe- meet people. You'll all be in the same boat and it'll be like, oh, my God, yes, yes. And then time will go by and you'll think, no, you're a twat and you piss me off. <laughs> End and of. then that'll be it. End <laughs> of. Goodbye. It was lovely oh, to know I you. I hope that helped. Jesus Christ. I think I but her, her tone in that is that she doesn't want children. That's kind of what I'm picking up from that. Bloody go with that gut, man. Don't do it if you if you if your heart's not in it. Yeah, she wants yeah. to have her teeth straightened. She don't want to have a baby. Well, then straighten your teeth and say, I'm sorry, love. We've missed that boat. Well, I do. Yeah, I was often say to her, I was like, imagine if we hadn't had the kids, mate. We would be living the best lifestyle ever. Because it's like living the lifestyle that you had in your 20s, but with money. That's what it would be. I know, but the only thing is, I know realistically, I would be yearning children. I'd be, I'd, I'd be desperate. I'm so it's like it's easy to be, yeah. Because I've always said to Steve that, like, imagine if we didn't have kids, and it was like, but actually, I was desperate for children. I knew I wanted to be a mum. Yeah, so and I think like this is the annoying thing about being a woman. It's like, oh, well, you've got ovaries, you've got to use them. No fucking don't. No, exactly. So you know what? If you don't want to have them, then just say to him, no, I want to retire in Spain, and I don't want to have to have someone hanging off my tit. It must be hard though. I can't imagine what it would be like if Steve turned around to me and said, I want to have a child, and I was like, well, I don't. I don't know even like how do you have that conversation? Uh, well, I had an ex-boyfriend before Rob who, you know, I would have like settled down with him and we had to have that conversation because um, I was 28 and I literally gave him an ultimatum and just said that if you, if you, if you don't want to have kids, that's absolutely fine. 
but mm. I need to know because I'm not going to stay in this relationship if you don't want them. Because mm. obviously I felt like I had, you know, a time limit. And also I, I wanted to have a baby. So yeah, I gave him yeah. a year and literally at the end of that year, he still said, cause he was um and in and the um and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the year, he was like, I don't want to have kids. So I left and it was heartbreaking. It was, it was yeah. the strangest breakup because we still really loved each other and it wasn't that our relationship had kind of like failed. It was just that we just wanted different things. So, you know, it was an incredibly difficult decision to make. Oh, fucking hell, are we saying that they're going to split up? Jesus Christ, this is heavy. And that's the other thing, you know, is he is he having like a bit of a wobble where he's like, oh my God, you know, I'm I'm entering into my 60th year of life. And I don't and have like, a oh, legacy. I don't have anything to live on with, yeah. you know, beyond me. And like that, that could be him just freaking out about it. Get a cat. Um, all right, I hope that helps. That's a very bad <laughs> way. Really I'm not sure. <laughs> really I think all we've it done, so we've, we've highlighted the fact that we love our children endlessly, but also at the same time, there is an element of it where it's like, I'm just, I've been tired for 11 years, mate. <laughs> yeah. And I just really, really want to just take a shit without someone coming in and being like, can I, should I get the tissue for you? Should I wipe your bum? That's Edith. <laughs> Won't even let me wipe my own ass. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, right, let's round up because um, I've got, I've got places to be, yeah. I need to go to the <laughs> farm to go. and out-glam the goats. Um, glad we go. Uh, so, if you want to send us any stories or anything like that, uh, agony aunt headlines, yada yada. Maybe don't send us agony aunts. I'm not sure that we're that good at answering no, them. That one's been <laughs> questionable. Um, you can email us at nohoswellpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do? Laura. They can head on over to our Instagram page at nohoswellpodcast podcast and they can send us a voice note or they can. Um, Tip tap tappity to a message out to us. And we shall be seeing each other's faces tomorrow. How exciting. Nice. We'll probably so spam the shit out of you on Instagram, won't we? Be like, well, we need to, whenever we're together, we never oh, do. No, we, do. we forget. We, we, we like just like actually engaging we're with like one another. Yeah. At each other's faces. <laughs> and forget to take any photos. That's why I'm yeah. a shit influencer, mate. I just, I'm, I can't ever remember anything other than just well, live in the I moment. Yeah. Live in the moment. Yeah. You're living, you're too busy living in the moment. <laughs> exactly. All right. Right. Let's fuck okay, off. Okay. Um, see you next Tuesday, Slags. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.